so many memories have come flooding back. I put this song on repeat, just crying my eyes out. It made me feel so bloody alive. This song really nails the feeling of nostalgia for a place. And we all just stopped talking and just stared at the radio. Like, what is that? It's part of the noble genre of songs by women about masturbation. I love it. I love that song so much. of the box meet people through their music on fbi My name is Kana Fraser. Normally I host morning Thursday, but today is very special. I'm um out of the box. Um, FBI Radio 94.5 FM. Also, DAB streaming online. First, I'd like to acknowledge that I'm broadcasting from the stolen land of the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation, and uh, I recognize their connect- continued connection to land, waters, and culture. I want to pa- pay my respect to their elders, past and present. So, Out of the Box is a place where every Thursday, 12 to 1 p.m., we sit down with one person and uh, we look at their records collection and stories about their lives and uh, how those things interact with each other. Today, my guest and I are right here in the FBI radio studio in Redfern. My guest is a local designer, Indigo Newberry Chang. Her creative project is called Kari Comical. She's a seamstress and a screen printer making costumes for films, theater, runway, and many, many more. And uh, you might have seen Kari Comical's very, very signature for far huge horned hats which were worn by some very iconic Australian artists such as Genesis also. Thank you so much for joining thank me today, Indigo. And uh, tell us about yourself. So where did you grow up? Are you from Sydney? Yeah, I'm from Sydney. Um, I grew up in the inner west in there in my mum and my dad's place who were separated but two very different living environments living with both of them oh yeah. um so inner west sounds like you know like very like culture center yeah. and uh, how was the environment it was so good i mean i spent a lot of time around leichhardt growing up so places like the Italian Forum and mm-hmm. like our library uh, spots that I'd be every weekend as a kid and yeah just spending a lot of time looking at CDs and books and old DVDs that they'd have there borrowing as much as we could and going for it <laughs> <laughs> and so how about neighbors like uh, lots of Italian families? yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, like, around my where my mum lives in Lilyfield, there were a lot of characters around there. But, yeah, I don't know. Kind of just interact with a lot of people yeah. that you go to school with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you didn't realise what kind yeah, of environment yeah. neighbours. It's just uh, normal. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is great. Um, could you tell us about your parents' mm-hmm. background? Yeah. Um, so my dad is an old school punk from New Zealand. He wow. 
grew up in a lot of different bands as a bass player, guitarist and vocalist. He'd write a lot of songs. He was going to gigs from a young age um, by himself. And then my mum is from England and was a part of the like London clubbing scene growing up. And they met at a gig in London. He was playing a show and she was in the audience. <laughs> That's so cool. It's very cute. Yeah, so <laughs> like when was it? Like 19... I think around the 80s. 80s? Yeah. Must be really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They came from very like... Different musical scenes as well. Like, my mum was really into like the new romantics and like Britpop, and my dad was, you know, into early punk and、mm-hmm. a lot of like soul music as well. So, there w a s a, a few kind of crossovers, but I don't know. I think they just liked the differences yeah, in each other. Yeah, just the chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you so much for sharing how、okay. <laughs> your parents met. It's very cute. And、uh, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a little brother.、Um, he's also a musician, he's a self trained classical pianist and producer. And also, like a Rubik's Cube champion,、and、took himself to Korea this year for the world championship. What? Yeah, he's insane. He's so inspiring. Wow.、Um, so, obviously, Rubik's Cube.、Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna be so bad.、Maybe、I'm terrible. Ages. Yeah. Also, I have no idea. Well, yeah, I, there's <laughs> essentially. I mean, he can explain it so much better, but there's an algorithm that you use to solve them, and then you figure out moves and skips to make it even faster as you go. And then, I mean, he can do it blindfolded and stuff now. You just study the cubes' faces and then close your eyes and solve、wow. it from memory.、So、yeah, yeah.、Um, do you think that talent is from like, your parents? or? Definitely my dad's side.、Mm-hmm. He's very mathematical.、Um, my mum's very creative, and my dad's also very creative too. But they're in different ways. But yeah, a lot of the like, logical math side of things comes、mm-hmm. from my dad's brain. Yeah. Yeah, then your brother making music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.、Oh. He hates all the music I like. He、What? hates it. <laughs> yeah. But、so、he's got great taste. Yeah. <laughs> So, does he stick, like, stick to a lot of, punk? A lot of piano pieces, a lot of like, ambient gaming music and stuff. He loves producing weird, ethereal, like, crystal y kind of songs that could be in games or soundtracks or something. Yeah. I'm trying to get him to put it out, but he won't. <laughs> <laughs> wow.、Um, so, do you have any fun? Family memories from your childhood, or like,、uh, did you go travel? Yeah.、Um, well, we spent a lot of time in New Zealand growing up on, with my dad's side of the family.、Um, all of my uncles are musicians as well. They've been in some pretty successful bands. So there was always people playing music around me as a kid, and I would be. Brought to gigs from a young age. Like, my dad would always try to get us to go to Blackwire when it was on Parramatta Road.、Um, but yeah, we were always seeing live music and 
every morning that we'd wake up, there was always something really hard and aggressive playing <laughs> on the stereo while my dad was making breakfast for us wow. <laughs> as kids. So, yeah. 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 But obviously at that time, like for you, it's normal. This is my family. Yeah. This is my dad. So It was completely normal. And I think it, it's shaped so much of what I like today because, you know, the especially with the punk stuff, there's this kind of aggression and character to it. And, you know, when I hear similarities to that in music today, it's very nostalgic, you know, like whatever the chord is or whatever mm. they're saying, and it just kind of clicks in your brain. Mm. You feel like a kid again. Yeah, I think like to some people, like listening to punk music or having sort of like mm. aggressive music is like more counterculture, mm. and you know, especially like when we are teenager, like oh, I don't like my parents. Yeah, I hate school. Yeah. So listening to this school music, yeah. but it was a way to connect to my parents. <laughs> that music was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. So any Christmas or cute holiday season traditions no. for your family? No, we just try not to bite each other's heads off. Yes. <laughs> no, we love each other. We love each other. <laughs> <laughs> so are you getting together for yeah, this holiday yeah, season? Yeah, yeah we'll it's nice. Time. Yeah. Um. So what was your dream when you are maybe like really small, like mm-hmm. primary school? Um. Well, I was, I was never that good in a classroom growing up. So I I just struggled to concentrate a lot. But I was always drawing as a kid, and my mum would draw with me a lot and. She had a very big interest in clothing and fashion when she was my age and would get dressed up to go to these gigs in London. And so she kind of introduced me to people like Vivian Westwood and Alexander McQueen and would tell me about how important it is to wear things that you like and things that are meaningful and that you feel comfortable in in your body and skin but yeah I think all of that kind of settled in when I was about 14 I was I think I had to do an art project in high school and my art teacher Mr. Crasty let me use this plastic that had all this paint splattered on it and I turned it into a skirt and then he said, that's that's it. That's what you needed to do. Right. Um, so you are interested in drawing and fashion things. And uh, luckily, having your mom was kind of a great teacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what kind of like uh, artist music did you grow up listening to? About from, obviously, punk mm-hmm. music. Um, yeah. So my dad like always playing music every second of the day but we grew up with a lot of like Ramones, Fugazi, Clash, Dead Kennedys, Black Flag and then like Bill Evans and John Coltrane, um, Patti Smith, a lot of Elton John, yeah, yeah. New York Dolls, like Johnny Thunders, lots and lots of people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, did you listen to more contemporary like uh, 
pop music, that like recent not, music, not really. Not really, mm. no. No, I think, like, my mum, she would play a lot of pop music from the 80s, um, but we wouldn't... Uh, she's only kind of really started listening to it more in her 50s recent pop um, radio stations and stuff. But before that, she's just very stuck in her generation, which mm. I definitely think I, I'll be the same. <laughs> <laughs> so if your family going to karaoke together, mm. like uh, what kind of songs do you sing or uh, your parents? I think like my dad would sing... My dad would probably sing something by the Ramones. He used to sing it to me as a kid to fall asleep. Like he would just sing Ramones songs as lullabies. <laughs> so that's all I can imagine him singing. Um, my little brother wouldn't sing. He would refuse to sing. Mm-hmm. And my mum would probably sing like Fleetwood Mac or something. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> um, so let's listen to Ramon's mm-hmm. uh, Habana Affair. So this is from their 1976 self-titled album. And uh, so your dad used to sing. Yeah, every night. <laughs> <laughs> Send me to sleep. <laughs> This was Lamont's Havana Affair. So we are talking to today's guest, Indigo, and she makes clothes, costumes as Kali Comical and uh, Ramon's uh, your dad's favorite song also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you start your fashion as your career? Tell us about. So obviously like you are always interested in fashion drawing, mm. in general art stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well probably when I was uh, 15 I did some work experience at this really amazing place on Parramatta Road called Bobbin and Ink and it's run by this incredible woman called Laura Walsh who works as a screen printer and the shop teaches sewing classes and screen printing classes and then after work placement I eventually got a job there in high school and Laura and her sister Juliet trained me to sew and to take apart and service sewing machines, overlockers, screen print. Um, and then I'd just stay back after hours, after my shifts, and make a lot of mistakes. And it's kind of a one step forward, ten steps backwards kind of thing. But those were really formulative years for me because I think I kind of proved to myself that I was excited by this thing and I really wanted to keep doing it. So once high school ended, I found a mentor and did a lot of work with her for free and then eventually got paid. And then from there, I just started reaching out to people, asking if I could do some work for them or... I mean, anything really, just to be involved. And, oh God, eventually 
things kind of just started panning out and people started approaching me about jobs and then from there came you know contracts for costume workrooms and film productions tv shows and stuff and things for celebrities and whatnot <laughs> wow what a journey yeah so like started with the like uh, um school project mm. then apprentice yeah yeah but yeah. like uh, when you are still really young yeah. yeah um well getting on now but yeah there's there's still plenty to do there's still uh, there's still so much to learn there's always going to be a lot to learn like and it's unfortunate but there are places to learn uh you know costume production and things about fashion but it's a bit it's lacking in australia a little bit and you really have to try to make connections with you know professionals and find mentors in order to obtain all the knowledge that you need to pull off some of these jobs so you really have to start talking your way into it and yeah <laughs> um but like when you are 14 15 did you know it could be actual career job like especially like costume designing or screen i didn't know but i was very stubborn Mm. and i said to everybody it will be my job (laughs) you are so determined yeah i'm just stubborn (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a good thing because like uh, when like we tend to think like fashion design just doing something cool stuff then someone else is actually yeah they're making it Yeah, yeah yeah It's also a really beautiful thing being able to work with your hands all the time. There's something very um it's kind of like a meditation like I mean people I mean there's been lots of studies on this but uh, working with your hands in a way that is fulfilling a creative process can be very therapeutic for people. Mm. You know like this is why they make kids do art in their childhood. Yeah. And, yeah. So actual like Yeah, the tangible Hands process is um, really actual, really like, texture. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. really enjoyable. And mm. seeing seeing each step of the way grow, the more that you work on it, the more that you're getting closer to a finished product is satisfying in the mm. mind mm. as well. Right. Yeah, um so like you are making like costume, like theater, mm-hmm. like movie costume and uh, So it like they are kind of like uh, not like day to day like daily life and yeah, definitely it's not. more like for stories yeah. like fictions and yeah. very decorative yeah and, yeah uh, heavier yeah a lot heavier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't put it in the washing machine yeah, yeah right yeah then also like screen printing is like uh, sounds a little bit casual or you know could be on t-shirts mm-hmm. like hoodies but also could be like very art like uh, Andy Warhol's like screen yeah. print yeah. art yeah, yeah like poster printing mm. and stuff um mm-hmm. yeah the the screen printing I've mainly done is on a commercial basis so we're doing runs of like hundreds of you know multicolor t-shirts um but Yeah, it, it's very it's a very exhausting process. It's not great for your wrists. <laughs> but uh th- that's just me saying that I probably need to build a bit more upper body strength to Got take the strain off my wrist a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like uh, did you 
always talk to your parents or your close friends about your dream a lot, as you said. I'm stubborn. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I spoke to, I mean, a lot of my friends growing up knew it was what I wanted to do, but my, my dad was hesitant to let me do it because he didn't think there'd be money mm. in it or any kind of job security, mm. which he's right, there's not, but I'm 23 years old and I'm getting by on it right now and I'm really happy. So that's all that really matters to yeah. me at the moment. Yeah. You know? yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll go work in a cafe or something. I don't know. Yeah, you can do whatever <laughs> different thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when and how did your project label Curry Comical get mm-hmm. started? Um, I mean, I, it was just me practicing making clothing and screen printing. Drawings that I'd done when I first started, and eventually I just started selling them through Instagram. And nowadays I wear more of the things out, which is good. And some of it goes to stockists around Australia and New Zealand, which is really exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And、uh, yeah, I've seen like your. Very signature、yeah. hats, like、uh, worn by like some musicians.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, to be honest, I didn't know your name at that time, but I was always like, Oh, oh wow, wow, this is very cool. And <laughs> thank you. Yeah, really, it reminded me, like,、uh, you know, that movie, like Harmony Calling Gummo. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gummo hat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that comparison. Yeah. I think I was subconsciously thinking of、mm. that when、mm. I. When I made that for the first time. <laughs> so, what's the、uh, like, story behind the name of your label? Kari Comical.、Mm. <laughs> Kari Comical? Kari Comical.、Um, well, I think like, the first time my stepdad and I kind of had something really mutual to nerd out about was. He loves mafia movies.、Oh. He loves mafia, like Martin Scorsese, all of that. He loves them and he, would, he has everything on DVD. And so I'd go raid his DVD cabinet. And the first one that I watched was Martin Scorsese's Casino with Robert De Niro in it. And the costuming in that just blew my brains out. Like all the pastel suits, the collars on some of the. Like Joe Pesci's suits and stuff, and the coats, and all the ornate jewelry, and like how tacky it is, but how glamorous it is at the same time as well. And I think I, I, it's just a name of somebody that could be an imagined character within that realm. That's、really. so cool. And I thought of it when I was young, and I, I kind of just want to stand by it because it's funny. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Oh, so, we can talk about the Kari Comical project after next track. So, this is Behind You, Big Bug. And、uh, why did you choose your song?、Um, I love them. They're like one of my favorite bands in Sydney.、Um, they're so good live as well. Everybody go watch their live shows. They're so good. Okay, let's listen to Behind You, Big Bug. Back. Language warning on this track.
listening to Behind You, Big Buck. You are tuning into FBR Radio 94.5 FM. My name is Kana Fraser, and today we are chatting to Indigo. She's a costume maker, designer, curry, comical. And so, Indigo, you create like entire product by yourself, like from designing, pattern making, cutting, sewing.、Mm-hmm. Um, also, screen printing、yeah. to finish everything. Yeah. <laughs> and、uh, it's really DIY. Very style. DIY. And、uh, as we talked b- before, like, you know, like sometimes designer just design、mm. them like other people doing. Like, yeah. yeah. Other people are doing all the、yeah. construction, other、mm. people are figuring out. All the engineering、mm. and all the things that could go wrong with it as well. <laughs> yeah. So, could you walk us through like your making process? Yeah. So, first, you have some kind of like idea design?、Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.、Um, I, mean, us- I mean, all designers in general spend a lot of time making mood boards to start, and the research process is kind of the pillar of what you're about to do. So, you need to think it out. Accordingly, but I mean, sometimes it'll be looking at images and listening to music, making a lot of playlists and stuff, and then maybe there'll be something I want to make, something I have in mind for somebody that I want to make. It's different when you're working in a on a production or in a workroom, though, because I don't work as a designer in those circumstances, I'm purely just a machinist. Like a laborer, like a tradie.、Um, and you spend a lot of long days sitting at a sewing machine and making everything work. Usually, in those situations, there's a pattern maker and pattern cutter too. So, we're just employed as the machinists and the hand finishers.、Um, but when I'm doing it for myself, I do the entire process from start to finish, which is very enjoyable for me as well. <laughs> So, obviously, it depends what you are making, like how long does it take. Like, for example, today, like you are wearing your beautiful、mm-hmm. like, t shirt. Oh, thank、booty. you. Yeah. I mean, something like this only、mm-hmm. really takes me、um, to the pattern, probably took an hour to make and grade, and then cut it out of card, and then to cut the fabric. You know, you cut maybe like five of these shirts. Be another hour, then to sew all five up, maybe two hours. But you can get that number down as well if you're sewing more or if you have access to equipment that can cut multiple layers and,、um, you know, better machines, more industrials and stuff.、Hmm. There's always a way to get it down, and that's kind of a part of your job too is to figure out how quickly you can make something happen, still matching the quality、mm. that you would if you were just making one、mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah, so where do you? So, it's your like, textile material?、Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good places in Sydney, and I'm not going to gatekeep any of them. So, the sewing basket in Balmain is incredible. They, it's like an op shop for sewing supplies, and it's run by volunteers. They're so nice in there. There's also this incredible woman at the Roselle like, Antiques Market on a Saturday, and she's got 
so much lace in stock and so many like zippers and buttons and stuff things that are usually can be quite costly but she's getting rid of it for two bucks or so and then obviously places like greenfields they have great stock remnant warehouse so many places in cabramatta like rainbow fabrics and my hung and um online vendors for corsetry supplies places like sewing jam and metro fabrics that's where i get like cortile and spiral steel boning caps and stuff and um yeah so many places wow i didn't realize because <laughs> like sorry i just thought about spotlight spotlight yeah well you know what sometimes spotlight has got what you need to <laughs> i do go to spotlight <laughs> as well yeah um of course but also so nice like uh, you are knowing like so many amazing mm. places like locally in Sydney. Yeah. yeah so what's the difference between like screen printing also like uh, digital printing mm-hmm. so screen printing is like uh, actual like yeah uh, so digital printing is done with a uh computer and a machine yes. and screen printing is Some people also know it as silk screen printing, and that's referring to the mesh that's mm-hmm. stretched across the frame. Um, in cases today, usually we're working with screens that are like a aluminium frame with a polyester mesh stretched across it. Mm, so not silk not anymore. Not silk, not anymore, no. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, some are, but mm-hmm. I think most of the cases they're polyester now. But what they do is they, you know, stretch this mesh across this frame and then... We take a coater, we coat it with a chemical called emulsion, which then blacks out all the mesh. And then you let that cure in a dark room. And then you have your image. So depending on what you want to print and how many colors it's going to be, each color has to be set onto a different screen. So if you have a four color print, you're using four screens. And then you have to prepare the image to be ready to print so you have to separate all the colors on photoshop and then digitize it in a way that it's set to the right scale and that once you lay the film over the screen it's going to match up at each point and so then when you print it all of the colors sync and you have the print and then when you when the emulsion is dry you have to then burn the image into the screen using an exposure unit which is a very bright light and then you wash it out And then once that's done, ink will be let through the holes that that image has made. And then you just push it through with a squeegee and screen printing ink. And that's screen printing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you wash them, the ink obviously stay or like a little bit washed away? On yeah. the, yeah. once it's been yes. printed onto yes. the shirt? Yes. Well, you then heat set it. So yeah. It will cure and you can mm-hmm. throw it in the wash as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, uh, your project, Kari Komikam, like, how has it evolved since you started? Obviously, you know, you are learning a lot mm. and uh, getting better things. Mm. But, like, uh, like, has it changed a little bit concept or, yeah, or not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. I think I, I got pretty tired of screen printing just images onto blank t-shirts knowing that I can do a lot more than that 
and there's I have the time to mm. do it if yeah. I want to. Yeah. So I still want to do a lot of screen printed stuff, but I want to do more sewing as well. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I make everything myself mm-hmm. and it's all sewn by me. Yeah. Because it makes me really happy. Yeah. And yeah. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so also like do you intend to make something very unique or like uh, or potentially appealing to wider audience? I don't know. Commercial or yeah, yeah. I don't really know. I don't think I really have it in me because I get so pissed off sometimes seeing what um, you know, like major fashion companies are putting out. And I don't know if I could ever do that. I can only really do what makes me happy mm, mm. <laughs> when it comes to sewing yeah. and screen printing. Yeah. Um and if it means it doesn't sell, then it doesn't sell. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't really mm, matter. Mm. Yeah, I think like uh, all the major companies like mass production, obviously mm. like copying each other. Yeah, yeah, This is a trend for yeah. this season. Yeah. Then next year yeah. it's out and uh, yeah, yeah, it's very sad. It's it's yeah. bizarre. And then you know they find people on a same a similar scale to where I am and just copy them as well. It's interesting. Yeah. And uh, so, what's the best part of your work, like making? Like costumes. Um, um, like, do you, which part do you enjoy mostly? Mostly? <laughs> yeah, everything. I think just, well, obviously, seeing it finished is really special and seeing something on stage. Like, uh, some of the musical productions I've worked on, I think the best bit about it was finally going to those shows after months of pre production. Seeing it on stage and seeing that the garment is fine, even though there's 12 chicks like dropping into the splits and shaking these clothes and then ripping them off backstage and putting on the next set. And it's just that breath of relief. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, Nothing、done. broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, like,、uh, has it ever happened to like, your costume, a little bit malfunction? Or, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Broken like, yeah. during the show, and、uh, you had to. Yeah, definitely.、Fix. Okay. Yeah. I remember the first film set I worked on, I think I was like 17 or something, and I had to put an invisible zipper in a dress the night before, and then. The scene was this girl ripping it on and off, and we knew it was going to be under great duress, and we should have used a different zip, but it completely broke. And so, in between scenes, we had to sew her into the garment like nine times that day just、nine、for her、times. to rip the dress open、oh. again. Yeah, it happens all the time. Okay. <laughs> there's always maintenance crews on um, uh, productions like musicals and stuff, and、yeah. on film and television,、yeah. obviously, there's、yeah. time to fix these things. Yeah. So, obviously, like those costumes for like, like performance,、mm. like Broadway, musical, like、uh, costumes have to be maybe like more pro- practical or like, yeah, a, yeah. strong. Like, yeah. In, because, you know, performance, like、uh, moving around a lot, it's not just, you、so、know, still photos. No. Or, yeah. Like these garments are. I wish everybody could have a way that they could come and really, really see some of these clothes and touch them and pick them up because the second you do, you realize how incredibly heavy they are as objects. Right. Because there's so much material put into them. Like some of the corsetry that we were doing on Moulin Rouge, it's all like double cortile, 
fused outer silk, lined with PC, piping, spiral steel boning, you know, recording, everything. Like, so much material goes into these objects to the point where they can physically kind of stand by themselves on tables. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you made costumes for Moulin Rouge for Broadway in Korea and、mm-hmm. London. That's so amazing. Like, how... Did you get involved? Like, someone introduced you? Yeah, I just got,、um, I got contracted by a costume workroom.、Um, and all, a lot of the costumes were sent to Sydney to get made. So I was one of the few people that made them. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, like,、uh, what kind of like,、uh, job have you done and very being? Proud of、um, so far? A few things I can't、mm. talk about because of NDAs and stuff. But I think, like, what am I? I'm really happy with some of the things I've made for like, local musicians around Sydney that I've had the opportunity to design things for and stuff too. Like the piece I did for Marcus Whale, I was really happy with that.、Um, I made something for. Buying the Bush Rangers Soft Center performance. I was really happy with that design. I was just. And I. When I made that, I didn't realize, but I had stayed up for like. I think I slept like maybe like four hours or something over two days because I was having so much fun. I just love it and I just want to keep doing it. <laughs>、uh, do you normally stay up like late? Then work or go to bed early? Or... Yeah, at the moment I'm really bad. I don't, I haven't been sleeping a lot.、Um, but I slept last night. Yes.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to a little bit rest. But, like, are you kind of happy with your work life balance? Yeah, it could definitely be better. Like, it would be better if I had a, like, a studio to function out of and leave my room to go、mm. work out、yeah. of that. Um, it would be good to work around people as well and have that social interaction. Yeah.、Um, yeah, there's a lot of things you could do to improve the like, healthiness、yes. of the costuming lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to the next track. This is California Gas, Small Bus, and this is Gas Mark Grass、yeah. Project. <laughs> and、uh, this track is from their third album. Beat Boy back in 2020, and why did you pick this track? I love California Girls. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> Let's listen to this one and the language warning on this track. Dress me one pot at a time, holding arms above my head. Press my face against the cold. My name is Kana Fraser. You are listening to Out of the Box. And、uh, today's our guest is Indigo. And、uh, let's talk about、uh, our local culture scene. Like, just so many happening, also so many talented people. Yeah. Not just musicians, just、uh, everything. And、uh, so, 
maybe like fashion wise or music wise who do you get inspired by like your friends yeah there's so many talented people in sydney um i go to a lot of gigs try to go to gigs every week and i don't know like people work so hard to to make this music and then they get up on stage and start like throwing their bodies around and mm. Like just completely letting it rip. It's in- it's incredible. I think every gig I've gone to, I, I always walk away incredibly fulfilled and happy and ready for more. Just ready for more. <laughs> yeah. So what's the recent gig you been um, to? Recently, well, there was the FBI 20th, 20th birthday. birthday. Yeah, that was awesome. In Marikville. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> uh, so many good shows, like the um Marx's act, Byang's act and like T the one three hundred and Nina. Um other gigs I go to I really like what sidechains does and stuff, like the DJs and everything and um seeing like Agony and I love like California girls as well mm. too, obviously Gus yeah. and um behind you's live shows. Like there's so many, yeah. so many good people to see yeah. in Sydney, and like it's affordable, and they're, they're always. I I always feel really safe in the environment as mm-hmm. well that I'm into. Like people aren't off their nut or anything. Like you can just go and mm-hmm. watch the music and then go home. It's That's actually chill. really important. Yeah, like, it's really uh, important. People should be there to enjoy yeah. environment music Completely. and uh, shouldn't be feeling like unsafe. Yeah, and uh, you don't have to drink hard. Or, no, yeah. you don't. And yeah. also, like these people work so hard to put these things on um, for you and for their own enjoyment, mm. but for you to enjoy as mm. well. Mm-hmm. And you're pretty lucky to get to see yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so recently you made some beautiful costumes for Mark Swell and mm. uh, like that, like yeah. Rope <laughs> and uh, so you knew him before. Or how did it happen? I think I first met him at a Behind You show because I was a really big fan, and I went up to him and I said I love your music, and then my friend was drunk and was like you want me to take a photo of you with him and i was like no don't embarrass me don't embarrass me but um so i think th- yeah that was the first time we met but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and uh, yeah <laughs> so if you could collaborate for any artist could be local artist could be australian mm. artist who would it be and uh, yeah i think like if I'm able to get anything on, I don't know, someone like PJ Harvey one day, that'd be really, yeah, that'd be really, that really special. That'd be cool. I'm yeah. In my head. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. gonna happen. I hope, like, no, I don't know. But even just, like, something, like a headpiece, because mm-hmm. she's doing a lot of crazy, like, millinery, you know, live performances at the moment or something from the, um, to bring you my love era, mm. like that whole kind of character mm. is so cool. Like, it'll be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like you love Sydney and uh, what do you love about this city we live in? Um, 
like so much there's so many talented people here um a lot of people say there's not a lot going on in sydney but i don't know you just kind of you got to dig around for it a little bit and you don't need to be shy if there's somebody that you really admire that you know you see in real life you you can just go up to them and compliment them and tell them that you like their work and you know they will say thank you and you know. Yeah, actually, it's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are so approachable. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're really approachable. Everyone's mm. just a normal person. Mm. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I did like the same thing. Like uh, I went to someone's gig. And yeah. I love your music. I do it all the time. Yes. It's yeah. it's humiliating. Yeah. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. Yes. Otherwise, I'll regret it yeah. if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, do you have any recommendations, like, uh, for shopping, so, like, eating out in Sydney? Um, your favorite eateries? I actually love Haberfield. There's a really good, I don't know if it's in Haberfield or Five Dock, but I think there's a, there's an IGA that sells a lot of, like, crazy European cheese and stuff, and, like, Serbian snacks, um, and also, like, around Haymarket so good um trying to think and then just to hang out mm. like our library in okay. the italian forum i love like our library and saint mary's cathedral in the city i'm not religious but i love sitting in there it's so cool yeah. <laughs> actually same like, yeah i used to go there just yeah. sitting there sometimes checking their shop yeah little, yeah 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 shop smells good in there um king's cross as well i love King's Cross and the Domain the Domain at night time when mm. you can look over mm. to like the east and stuff is so cool yeah yeah. we are lucky to live here like so many yeah, things so to lucky. do so many like beautiful yeah, things there's plenty of things to do yeah and uh, let's listen to next song you love Bayanza Bushranja and this song is called Gora. Yeah. Why yeah. Why do you love this song? This is great Just great song. <laughs> <The banger. laughs> Let's listen to this one language warning on this track. What do you love? What do you feel? What do you care for? What do you need? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you breathe? What do you see? What do you feel? What do you plan? What do you see? What do you say that shit is just tragic? No will happen again. This is Gora by local artist Bayanza Bushranja and Nadi. We got only five minutes to go, and uh, my name is Kana Fraser, filling in for Out of the Box today, chatting with a local designer, Indigo Kari Comical. And uh, Indigo, what are you working on right now? Like, anything exciting things happening like uh, you can tell us yeah um a, a few things i can't talk about on radio but i'm i'm very excited for a wedding that i'm making the bride's dress for very excited for wow, that, that um, sounds like huge it'll be very fun a very like costumey kind of okay yeah so not like a not no white no white no big skirt no white no lace okay it'll be it's gonna be very fun it's gonna be very fun um <laughs> and uh 
a few other, a few other things. Uh, there's going to be another, a few other little pop-ups here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, one in Melbourne next year. Um, yeah, a few things. Few things. Yeah. Few things. <laughs> yeah. So you just did your like cute pop-up shop uh, last week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so normally, where can we buy your like clothes? Um. So there's three places that have mm-hmm. it in stock. There's Bazaar Bazaar in New Zealand and Wellington, um, RTTS Land in Haymarket, and Pop Up Studio in Melbourne. Yeah, three shops. So only one in Sydney. Yes, yeah. only one in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! So thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you are super interested, in, you should go check her Instagram, which is <laughs> Kari Komikaru. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, this is the last song by Anza Bushranja. Another song, L-E-D. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>